0: Welcome to the of Choice Podcast. My name is Joey Feliz, and yes, you're listening to the final fight, 1984, The Karate Kid. Can you hear me okay? What point do you hear?
1: <laughs> it was hard to hear your voice over that. I music. couldn't
2: hear you at all. It's like you were in the auditorium. <laughs> Did Joey right. just say sweep the leg or was that or was that Tommy?
1: <laughs> well, I like, to say, uh, I'd no, like ahead, that you had the part there where Johnny says, you're all right, LaRusso, because I think that's relevant to the conversation we're going to have.
0: It is very relevant. <laughs> it is very relevant. And I'm glad because that's in my notes. <laughs> okay, um, good. <laughs> yeah. So tonight's episode, uh, a lot of pop culture <clears throat> going back to 1984, but then bringing it back, uh, into the current uh, generation of 2020. We are going to be talking about Cobra Kai, seasons one and season two. Joining me tonight, my good friends, Chris Alford and Lisa Winsveen uh, from San Antonio, Texas and from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Welcome, guys. Thank you, Joey. Thank
1: you. Glad to be here.
0: Another week, right? Absolutely. So, for uh, obviously, it's a podcast, people listening. Uh, Chris and I are are daunted. And and Lisa's got the epic background for her Zoom meeting. We've got uh, the new Cobra Kai background, but uh, open. Eye, uh Chris, and I have. He's got a the Cobra Kai shirt, the classic Cobra Kai shirt, and I'm sporting my Miyagi Do uh, t-shirt as well for tonight.
1: Well, he's even got the headband. I mean, that's like now, where'd that go? Serious?
2: Yeah, uh, it was. It was getting. It was getting itchy, so <laughs> I, I I took it off.
0: I Just a tie, or is it like you know? No,
2: no, I, I, we already covered that. When Oh, you yeah. were figuring out your tech. It's the uh, it's the waist or the, the, the belt from Ethan's uh, bathrobe. Uh,
0: oh, perfect, so, perfect. Okay. So,
2: yeah. Just for um, Tyra.
0: So, what I wanted to do tonight is Cobra Kai was released originally to YouTube Subscribers, You had to like pay for the, for the free or for the um, uh, version of YouTube in order to get their original show of Kobukai, And I don't think it got much traction at all. Since its release on Netflix, it's viral. It's like mm. resurrected. Yeah. Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. So what I first want to do is I want to get, uh, let's go back to 84. Give me your first impressions of when you remember watching the original. I don't want to talk about two, three, the other movies. I just want to, your, your, why do you love the original Karate Kid so much, which brought you to, um, this new series? Lisa, we're going to start with you and just give us, you know, your past with Karate Kid.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember, um. I don't have a vivid memory of watching it the first time. I know I watched it multiple times. And of course, you know, the last scene is always the, the most powerful that, you know, remembrance, the song, you're the best, you know, all of that, the, the journey of the, the movie. Um, I, I remember watching it many times over with my sisters at home. I don't. I don't know. That may have been the first time I saw it. I don't really remember. But I just. Uh, I, I. Of course, Ralph Macchio back then. You know, heartthrob. He was all over the. What is it? The teen bop or teen yeah, you remember magazines? You know, right. yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I remember that. Of course, we all thought he was the the cutest thing around. Um, but you know, it's it's that that underdog, that classic underdog story, and you're rooting for him the whole time. And of course, the ending is just what you hoped it would be, uh, and he gets the girl. So uh,
0: he
1: does. He does so that that's that's my recollection at that okay. time and it was you know it was it's was a pretty clean show it was a good family family movie uh, oh, yeah. for the most yeah. part yeah Chris
2: yeah you know I don't think I saw it in the theater I would have been 10 years old when it came out uh but we certainly had it on VCR tape and growing up we didn't have cable so you had the three main channels and that was it so it's literally like the the old comedian said when the president was on the president was on all three channels what do you do as a kid that was the worst night of the week there was nothing else to watch on TV. <laughs> oh
1: true
0: <laughs> so
2: so we were we were one of those families that had two vcrs you'd go to and this is i mean this predates blockbuster but every town had a local video store or two and you'd go and you'd rent your three or four or five movies for the weekend on a friday night and that's what you had. But we had the two VCRs so we could play on one and record on the other.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and, So you
0: performed illegal copyright. You know, uh, I, back then. I'm not so
2: <laughs> sure because we didn't sell it for a profit. I, I don't know. I, if, I don't I think, think that FBI. was illegal. <laughs> yeah. If they want to come after me for a karate kid, come on, man. I mean, uh but, oh, so you're but saying Credit Kid was the it. only
1: one that was recorded. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. right. Well, we won't
2: even talk about Animal House and Forkies and the rest of them, but anyway. Uh, but no, so that that became part of the collection. Um, mm-hmm. as did so many of those other movies that we would just we're basically on on the on every weekend, every other weekend, yeah. because you you just couldn't there was nothing on TV because we didn't have right. cable. So that's that's what you just grew up with, and you knew every single line and every move, yes, uh, every every word to every song because you just watched it over and over again for basically lack of anything better to do. And then, of course, with the neighborhood kids, you're out, out there in the front yard kicking each other in the face <laughs> all time. So that was fun. Yeah. Uh, but that those are those are the memories. Uh, mm-hmm. But nobody nobody back then was a Cobra Kai guy. Uh, everybody right. was. I mean, you everybody you was Miyagi. Yeah, you're for Daniel. You you're know? rooting for yeah. the underdog. The underdog. He's mm-hmm. the kid that got picked on. And, uh, you know, if, I guess, truthfully speaking, if you were into these movies and a lot of the other stuff, you might have been one of those kind of guys mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, we, none of us were wearing black belts, but uh, it resonated with you, even at that young age. So I think where we're going to go is how, how how did they bring that? How did they resurrect that, to use jokes? Yeah. Uh, language and and how does that resonate with us now in our mid-40s uh seeing that
0: i remember watching we went to the theater and watched it and and lisa like you were saying it's it was a family it was a family picture and it's a feel-good picture and it's another dog and i remember going to see it and then i remember coming home and getting out of we had a station wagon at the time and i remember getting out the back remember the kind of station wagon doors that they would like open a mile (laughs) wide out and now, there was no hydraulic on it. So, if you were behind that thing when it opened, look out.
2: Oh, that thing yeah. weighed 300 pounds, man. It 300
0: pounds more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Had like the glass that you know, <laughs> rolled down. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're all back there. I don't know how I, I digressed into uh, station wagon. But I remember jumping out and we all ran down to the basement and we practiced karate. Yeah, of course. And it, was the, it was the best. And, um, you know, and then, Upon of intention. course, you have... And tell me... Okay. I have jacked up the audio of this podcast for the music. Anyway, I'm not going to worry about it. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, it has more quotable lines. It has more um, um, symbolic items throughout the entire film. There are more uh, one-liners. I would put this against probably in the top five of one-liners and, and uh, memorable quotes of, mm-hmm. of the past 20, 30 years, easily, uh, of films. And, and why we liked it was because it was an underdog film and it, it, it said, okay, these are the bullies and this is the kid who stuck up to the bullies and how he prevailed. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: I'll add to that and say, I feel like at some point, I think every person has been an underdog in one way or another so it's relatable and not always does does the underdog win you know and so it to to you I feel like there was such a connection to Daniel in this story that everyone could because everyone has had some experience you know in everyone's maybe different and and some greater than others but it's relatable and so everybody related to daniel that somebody somewhere picked on them in one way or another and so it's easy to really get drawn into that story and then of course for him to not everyone ended up winning or you know becoming the hero at the end of the story and so it's you want to root for him and it just feels so good that at the end he wins
2: and, and and furthermore, you know, Daniel being not only the new kid in town, but from across the the other okay. side of the country, completely different mm-hmm. culture, you know, mm-hmm. East Coast, West Coast, kind of Italian background. And, you know, it was kind of white yes. red America there where he was. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only that, but the mentorship that he found in um, Pat Morita, you know, Mr. Miyagi
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the father figure that, you know, the kind of void.
0: He you know, they never did. Yeah. Yeah. They never really gave Go us ahead. an answer of where that father figure was. They do You're now. Right. But we didn't at the time. Go ahead, Chris.
2: No, no. Just saying that the void that he sort of filled in, in Daniel's life when Daniel was just ready to to give up, you know, a few hard days, a couple of hard knocks and there was his bike in the trash can and, and Mr. Miyagi sort of comes in and, and, and provides that, that stabilization to his life, which had been turned upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I think that's, I've never really heard anybody talk about, Hey, you know, Mr. Miyagi was, he was a teacher, but he was, you know, the father figure. He was the mentor. He was the rock for Daniel that allowed him to accomplish what he did uh, by the end of the movie.
1: Well, the other piece of it too, is, is the, the contrast. I mean, I, I don't have, I'm not from an agent background. I can't appreciate the, the martial arts and the, history of that, but it certainly is conveyed in this, and of course, it's brought forth again in Cobra Kai, the difference of the purity of the practice and what it was meant to be from the Asian culture, which is brought forth through Daniel versus what it was kind of turned into and used um, in the Cobra Kai. And so um, there's that element that um, I think also brings people to love Mr. Miyagi even more because it was, yes, he's filling a gap of, um, of all these things that Daniel needed, but provided even more than that for him. You know, there was, it was a father figure. It was a friend. It was a mentor. It was, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, so, life. so Good. yes, a way of life. Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't just survive this moment. It survived life. You know, it was huge life lessons, which I guess life is where that that father figure piece comes in. But um, you know, they really, it's interesting now with, and I don't want to jump ahead too much, but you you start to develop that a lot more in in Cobra Kai, along with a lot of other themes, which I'm sure Joey's going to get to shortly.
0: So you fast forward now to 2020, and one of the one of the, I'm just going to hit you with the first major question. Um, I was probably five or six episodes in. Was Daniel really the underdog, or was he the bully? <laughs> And let's let's preface this with this is spoilers. If you haven't watched the show, turn off the podcast, watch the show, and then come <laughs> back because from here on out, uh, major spoilers. And uh, you know, there you're 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 duly warned. My question is: Was Daniel the bully
1: during the Karate Kid movie or during Cobra Kai? Well, uh,
0: let's look. At, let's, let's look at first the Karate Kid movie, eighty four. Okay, because from Johnny's perspective, he was. Yeah,
1: but we don't. We didn't know that then. I mean, if you talk, if you're talking about what we know now, Mm -hmm. what do we? If you're talking about from the perspective of what we know now with Cobra Kai, it is a good. This is, and I wondered how much of this you were going to get into because now we get the backstories, right? right? We're getting. You kind of had more of a backstory with Daniel. I mean, mm-hmm. you're getting his backstory of what we've missed for the last 20 years, right? They're filling that in slowly mm-hmm. with his family and what happened to Ali and all these things. But what we didn't have before was the previous backstory of Johnny, you know, and, and I think he's, it's an interesting question because I think you can't think of it in terms, is it is it about bullying? Is it a protagonist, antagonist? You know, I, I think it's um good intentions with unintended consequences you know i i Mm. wouldn't characterize him as a bully per se um i think the true antagonist of the story of course is um john crease you know and he's the um, he's the real villain yeah, he's the villain of the story. He, and, and I think Johnny is an antagonist, but I think what they've done with him in this series is phenomenal, you know, with, with the development of his character. And I don't want to jump ahead too far because I'm just trying to answer your question. I'll let Chris give his, his perspective. It,
2: in, a, in a strict perspective, I do not think Daniel was a bully. Uh, I think growing up in the 80s, if you got your ass kicked, you went home and let bygones be bygones. Um Daniel certainly couldn't leave well enough alone and up the ante. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. again, protagonist, antagonist, I, I think I think every I think those both of those guys wear those hats at different mm-hmm. times in the story
1: mm-hmm. back
2: and forth. Um, it, it certainly makes for a good dynamic that 30, 35 years ago. We didn't consider that, but right, no. as Lisa said, with the backstory now, and and with the, the onion layers being peeled away, <laughs> right? Yes you, yes, you get into it a little bit, and we can understand the depth of what was going on uh, with with both of these kids back back then, and the driving force behind Johnny and the driving force behind uh, Daniel.
1: But I'll also say that Johnny's recounting of the events is a little skewed. (laughs) You know, well, he, you know, the the, he he doesn't when he's recounting to um, Miguel, you know, to 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 paint Daniel as the bad guy to Miguel, you know, so that his students believe that Larusso is the bad guy. He's the bully. He's the one who picked on me. Yeah, I mean, this guy. You know, he failed oh, to girlfriend. mention, yeah, he failed to mention a few details of, of what he, you know, of what happened in the movie. You know, he 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 leaves out the parts where he was, you know, beating up on him and uh, he doesn't mention it all. You know, he he supposedly went over and talked nicely to Ali and was trying to have a conversation, which was clearly not what was what happened mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes, it's his perspective, but um, it, it's definitely um, skewed from what we know of his actions. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, that's a good perspective. 30
2: years, 30 years will do that to you. And a few Coors back.
1: beers along the way.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. nothing
1: like the a banquet. banquet, the
0: Coors banquet. I had no idea what those were. <laughs> Opie's like, for those of you who don't know, I call him Opie. That's what his nickname has been for me for the past 20 or so. Chris, Chris I said, what kind of Coors is that? And you were texting me and you're like, that's banquet. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> no, no mountains turning colors on those bottles. <laughs> Not on that one. Not on no. that one. That's so, so now, McCoy.
0: Now flip it to the 2020 series. Who's the bully in the new show? Yeah, because I, I, I think while there might be in good intentions, I think they've they've really postured this where uh Johnny's now the underdog and he's trying to have the comeback story. And I think you've got Larusso as the. Uh, It's kind of a jerk, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, doing everything from raising the rent in that in that strip mall area for all those people for vengeance or for spite. Uh, And then you have to go back
2: to the to go back to the first movie, Miyagi and the other movies as well. But uh, Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi uh, always focuses on finding balance, finding balance in your life. And and Daniel has, you know, I mean, gosh, he's uh, he's picture perfect at this point. And you have Johnny who has anything but. I mean, he's the antithesis of
0: balance. Boy, he's gone down a bad way.
2: (laughs) And just, and again, the pivotal point that that tournament and uh, the opening scene of Karate Kid 2, just you never rebound. He just never rebounds from that. Right. So as he he does continue to find balance in, in opening his dojo, I absolutely think that once Daniel saw that billboard, and it just it rocked him a little bit, and then he's quite malevolent in in going in behind Johnny's back and trying to set that set him up for failure.
1: Yeah, I definitely think the story was flipped there a little bit, but I think what kind of to what you're talking about with the balance, it he lost his balance. I think that's the that there are two journeys happening here. There, but I don't I I don't know that I can say when you either- say he. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel both of them both Johnny and Daniel are having lost. a journey they're having yeah they've become mm-hmm. lost in this and and as he while he starts out on on um, like revenge you know a revenge yeah, streak yeah. in in which is sort of exactly mirroring karate kid because he started out for revenge he was indignant he wanted to fight back and it was D- miyagi that helped him find that path of balance find that path of you know protect yourself and do what's right and he I think um, because things went well for him for so long in his life, he forgot that lesson because Mm -hmm. things were good. And all of a sudden, here comes Johnny Lawrence again, and he gets triggered into that because that's his natural instinct. But as he starts on that path for revenge, and he gets down and he starts bringing—I mean, all the Miyaki stuff was put away. He had he had packed it all up, packed it away. He packed it all up and lost it and forgot it. And so it's his journey again. But it's now also Johnny's journey, you know, and I you know. think I think what's happening is there and you see it start to happen. They start to find this common ground and then they get pulled away again. Mm. But what they're trying to show is that they're really more alike than different. And they never have taken the time to know that about one another because they've gotten caught up in these things. And I'm hoping they will develop that more. Um, but that's why I said at the beginning, Joey, I was glad that you played that piece from the original movie where. The ending moment, uh, uh, Johnny says to LaRusso, LaRusso, you're all right, because there's that hope that maybe there could be some respect between the two of them, and they're, they're trying to develop that in, in Cobra Kai, I think.
0: I, I, when that movie, the original, mm-hmm. I, I think that was the moment where he finally stood up, and, and I think the respect was, was earned. Yeah. You know, and he, he finally got that respect, and, and it was done. There was finality to it. Uh They obviously did more movies because it was a huge hit, and you know the the studio wanted. But they could have ended it there, right? And it was done. It it just caused me to look at when I saw that when I was watching the when I was watching the new series, I thought, my gosh! You look at it from Johnny's perspective; it's a complete paradigm shift, Uh you know. And Chris, you used the the phrase a Greek tragedy, Uh right?
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, his, his life—it's—he uh, it, it was like Odysseus, you know, just set out to sea for thirty years and just adrift, you know, <laughs> not, not to get down the Iliad path or anything. But, but, but seriously, the, the the guy never came back. Never, I mean, in his—and again, we come to find out that his childhood was crap anyway. And the only place bad. he found solace was inside that dojo. And then we have John Kreese who saw that. I mean, he exploited that. He twisted it. He, yeah. You, you, you absolutely do. You see a kid and he was, you know, he's narcissistic enough to know that, hey, here's a kid who's willing to drink from the fountain. You know, let's, mm. let's yeah. give him all. Let's, it's molding. Let's give him all he'll take.
1: And and when you say he he really never came back from that, he literally is still stuck in 1984 in every way. You know, he's That's got the car. He's got. I do too. I think I, I think he's the best character out of the whole bit. He's got the best lines. He says the most inappropriate and hilarious things at the in you know these different times. But you grow to love him because he is trying. You know, he's really truly trying he's just lost you know he's really just lost and um and every now and then you see that little glimpse of hey you know he and daniel may actually have more in common if they could just get over themselves long enough and they start to do it and then inevitably you know because of the good drama of writing it blows up in their faces but
2: whenever and especially initially when they come together they're both they're they're both 17
1: again I mean,
2: with that that heartbeat, (laughs) instantly, instantly, back to you did this. No, you did that. (laughs) And there's, uh, there's. I mean, it's it's almost it's fisticuffs from Mm -hmm. the word go, Uh, and it's been thirty years. Right. So, Um, it uh, it certainly is a is a is a strange but energetic dynamic.
0: So when I, I, I came to the party because of Johnny and Daniel, right. So I think why so many come to the party of this show mm-hmm. You stay for the party for the new characters and, and where they're now taking this. And I love it. <laughs> I love the dynamic, how you have the the son, Johnny's son is being yep. trained by Daniel. And then you've got the mirroring Daniel back in the day, who is not going down the Miyagi path. He's going down the Cobra Kai path with Johnny. Right. And, and I love how they've just set this up and postured it. Yeah. Um, and you can almost see there are, there are times my wife and I were watching it and there are times I kind of look over and hope and you and I text each other. Some of the, you know, some of the lines are a little cheesy. Some of the actings you've got to get past that, but it, they're quick. They're, they're far and few between. They are there. Um, but I love the storyline. Which line. seems
2: to, which could have been done intentionally because if you it look may at have been 80, 80, 80s movies, as a genre, there's a cheese factor. Uh, there, there's, there's, yeah. and there's certainly a cheese factor to this. Um, it, it almost would have to be intentional. I don't think there are better <laughs> writers out there. So <laughs> yeah. I would like to think that this was done intentionally, but something that I, that I really enjoyed about it is you have, as you said, the, the, the Johnny and Daniel dynamic, but you've, you've got these high school kids Yeah, and, and so, I mean, my, my son's off in school right now, but my daughter was really into it because that resonates with her. I, I, I could care less about the high school parties and all that, you know, that does, that's great. I want to see, a, I want to see another fist fight. Yeah. Right. But, but that's what Isabella sees that. And she sees the social aspect and the kind of the, the sophomoric attitude of, of some of these kids, but that's what she's sticking around for because right, right. that resonates with her. She doesn't care about Daniel and, and Johnny I care about that. So there's for the whole family, there's something there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. Because we our our peers are in it for the old eighty we love it when they bring up an eighties, you know, song, you know, when you've got you've got uh, ACDC going or, you know, all, all these different 80s. Wagon. You know, and and <laughs> res, even even the part of him not having a smartphone, not understanding technology. I mean, I think most of us are pretty tech savvy, but we get that humor. And probably the kids do, too, because they know and and they always roll their eyes at the adults who don't know enough about social media or whatever thing they're most into. (laughs) But um, but you're, you're absolutely right. There's something for everyone. You know, there's there's that resonate what resonated for us in the original movie. And I'm with you. You know, there's I get a little like, oh my gosh, some of this acting, this is cheesy. You know, it's a little <laughs> definitely young adult. Like, and I I think to myself, was this geared? What what audience was this geared toward? And I really think it was both. You know, they and they mm-hmm. did a really nice job of incorporating both of those aspects to grab um both both audiences and I, I think it's been highly successful i see all my peers on facebook all you know shout outs about cobra kai in the 80s and loving it and um it's it's definitely resonating uh, with with our peers for sure
0: um there was
1: and, same... and
2: certainly the dynamic of of johnny's son who's got a deadbeat yeah. dad yeah uh, mom that's with certain you know with certainly has major dependency issues and commitment issues and this kid who's just sort of lost and, and finds Daniel mm-hmm. and the, the whole dynamic between that Absolutely. and it be Johnny's kid. It's just, uh, it that just makes it, gets, it better.
1: It does because, it like, like, like you said earlier, Joey. It's like the it starts out. You think it's going to be the reverse story, right? You right. think the story's been inverted, and and Johnny's going to be the savior of this kid who just got beat up and is they're like in the same. Con- it's like Mr. Miyagi. He's Mr. Miyagi, right. and you're like, how right. can they do that? That's not that's impossible, you know. Right. It's it's and yet in and then they have that beautiful twist of you know. Well, no, Daniel's going to teach Mr. Miyagi's uh, way uh, right. to to Johnny's son and doesn't even know it, you know, <laughs> which is even the beautiful, and you're just waiting for that moment to blow up. which And Johnny is
2: going to teach this other good kid who's yeah. going to go down the wrong path Who and, you know, which kind is of the, twist. The, the, the anti-hero. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. But,
1: but then they, they, they don't, you know, you, we have yet to see what's really going to happen with that, of course, because if the major season under in season two um and and they they are you know putting that other twist there which is kind of the beauty again of that paralleled story between johnny and daniel and i'm very curious to see where the writers take take it with you know the the villain having reared his head as a cobra often does you know very nice well (laughs) Well, well done oh wow thank you thank you so much is that, is that alliteration or uh, <laughs> i believe so yes <laughs>
0: i wish uh jj abrams would would uh learn from these writers because what what you were saying that they did not do lisa was uh make it a a parallel you know and i i make fun of that from the what he did with the force awakens to a New yeah. hope you know just kind of the same story yeah, you know, right. different characters right uh, all mirroring each other throughout it was that lazy event. It's lazy writing, yes. Yeah. It's like anyway, we, we'll save that for another time.
1: I was going to say oh, we're yeah. we're going to get way on a tangent if you go there, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which all three of us could easily go down that path. Yeah.
1: Easily, yeah. We'll take that bait any day. <laughs>
0: uh, so, so they've introduced a new bully. Um, mm-hmm. You know, goes by Hawk, and I think this individual uh, is is uh, there are good visuals and there are good subliminals here for. For, um, for us all to see and, and and how it resonates because you have an individual who was, you know, had a physical, um, you know, a, some kind of birth defect or, or whatever that was. And I don't know how to articulate that properly and be politically I think it was or, a cleft palate. If cleft he, palate. I think yeah. I, I was going to say a physical
1: physical defect. Uh, right. Uh, yeah.
0: But But he, you know, the kid who was teased, who was made fun of, yeah. name called, didn't have that confidence. And then, Right. Going but that was those,
2: his identity, right? I mean, that was at that point that's in his right. life the cleft palate, the scar. That was who he was. That's how people yeah. identified him.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also because he allowed it, but and, and and not to dwell on this character's psyche, but I love how they turned him into the new um, bully, and that's that. And yeah. I think they did a brilliant job with that to make him now, um, I guess the the new Johnny. I mean, yeah maybe well you know
1: you, yeah new johnny i went when he was in the tournament in the first season and he kind of got all fired up and was really like losing it and he he pulled that first dirty trick what was it he kicked the guy in the back is that was that him i think yeah. it was but i he, instantly i said oh he's a tommy he's tommy from the first episode you know from from the first movie that was that was Tommy. Bag? Yeah. You know, that was, that was Tommy. Um, Now Tommy got disqualified because he did what John Kreese told him and he kind of didn't want to at that point. But I remember that, that kind of anger and just like, hopped up on looks like he's on speed you know uh, just so much adrenaline and and that was hawk i i thought originally but you're right they're turning him into that new Mm -hmm. um new bully villain type that just doesn't that's really buying into the john crease um credo
2: and and you you have a you have a kid also who's unhappy in his own skin Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and through through the karate and the hair and the tattoos—he's becoming—he's going through this metamorphosis. You know, he's becoming mm-hmm. something other than the unhappy shell that he was. Yeah. And we—and we see this in everyday life. You know, we—we yeah. uh, we see people who—who who, Joey again, somebody with a big beard, and they do crazy things with it. Well, that's—that's that's their identity. That's who they become. Uh, people who you know cover themselves in tattoos, and for all different reasons. But we're seeing people who maybe deep down inside, and again, not to get off on a tangent, are unhappy inside, yeah. so they they kind of recreate. They become something other than really what they are, and I see that in Hawk, a troubled young man trying to be something he's not. And I and I really, if you if since we've mentioned um, Star Wars here, we see him going down the dark path, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to lay it out here. I, I think we'll see him return because he's got a friend who – still believes in him. You know, Eli, I know who you are. You know, th- always calls him Eli. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, but he
0: does Hawk. that. He does that to dig, man. He, mm-hmm. Absolutely. But that's also
2: telling us that, you know, I'm still your friend. I know mm-hmm. who you are. You'll be back. And so I, I think we see Hawk come back to us. Uh,
1: Interesting. You know, yeah, in I disagree.
0: I disagree. I think we're going and, and, to, I, you know, that's okay. I, I think that we're going to see those two individuals square off. I don't know if we're going to see Hawk come back, though. Now, I tell you who I do think. So let's, let's this might be a good segue into – is I do see LaRusso and Johnny teaming up, going against John Kreese.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping uh, that's the case because they've been kind of, you know, they've been trying to get these two – in that like respect level, you know, mm-hmm. for a while. And of course, all these things with the kids keep happening, you know, that draw them apart. You know, he didn't know he, Daniel was coaching his son and he finds out and then he finds out his son is at their house. And, you know, all these all these factors that, you know, right when they think they're gonna, you know, they they finally become friends over dinner and they're talking about the things and he lets him know that he's kicked John Crease out. So now he's earning a little respect, you know, Daniel's getting some respect for Johnny because, hey, he recognizes that John Kreese is the problem. OK, so maybe I can give him a I can give him a bone here. And then they're all buddy, buddy. And what happens? The girl comes and stays over at his house and doesn't tell. Dan- and so they, now they're fighting again. You know, you, you see it like this. Yeah this exchange over and over again, which of course is the drama factor, which is why they have in order to, if they're going to go that way and let them somehow team up and and become friends and find respect for one another, there has to be another antagonist. (laughs) You know, if Johnny's not going to be the antagonist, there has to be a different villain and they've created that now. And so whether or not, Chris is accurate in his estimation that, uh, or wait, you you Chris said um, Hawk's going to come back, right? Yes. Yeah. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. I I that'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm curious about that. I was going to say that what you see happening to Hawk is the classic transformation of a narcissist. You know, he's he Mm -hmm. because typically that comes from deep insecurity, right? Deep deep insecurity. I mean, he was he was really low, you know, really, really low when when this came to him. And he has created this persona, which is typically what, you know, mm-hmm. big persona, big, big persona, big hair, big, you know. Big and tattoo. He, yeah, big tattoo, big, big anger, big growl, you know, all of that stuff. So much so that when his friend says, you know, calls him Eli, he, he doesn't give him a bone. You know, when they were sort of starting to connect at that party for like five seconds over – Or was it a, it was over a TV show or, or something. I forget what the conversation was about, but you start to see Hawk, you start to see Eli just emerge just ever so slightly. And then he turns around and slams the kid down, you know? And so of course the kid gets revenge by going up and telling all his secrets on stage to everyone in the room, still refusing to call him Hawk and calling him Eli instead. But the classic narcissist loses all ability to empathize. And so, if he's really gonna be that person, you're not gonna see it come back because he has lost empathy. You know, when you saw him in that tournament, he he it was all, you know, finish it, you know, go to the end, no mercy, no mercy, no mercy. No mercy. And so and So you and, think we and, and and that's what John Creese preaches, you know, there is no mercy, yeah, there's it's no the empathy. Cobra Kai so, mantra. Yeah, and so if he's gonna, if he's already chosen that side, like you said, he's going to the dark side. It's possible he could come back. Darth Vader came back, so why not? You know, it's any so possible.
2: So we lose Hawk, then maybe we get Miguel back. What about Miguel? Get, that's, that's me, that's, Miguel? That's somebody. Miguel's got to
0: come back. Here's here's my. I think my he's
1: coming theory. back because they need the love triangle to continue.
0: So if you remember, <laughs> here's I'm just going to give you my two cents. I think we're going to see. Um, Allie come back in season three. Yeah. Who is a pediatrician and I think she's gonna be the one to save Miguel. Hmm. That's what I think.
1: Interesting theory. I like it. <laughs> I, I thought they're setting it up for her to come back to. I was I was surprised she wasn't already you know, a piece of it that they kind of had written her off. And um, but what you said about how I didn't know the history of it being on YouTube first and now the success of it may have brought Elizabeth Shue uh, back to, you know, an interest. And so they said, hey, let's write her in and it'll be curious to see because, you know, you have already this this speaking of paralleling, you have a love triangle happening two boys on opposite sides and a girl. Right? That's already happening. Miguel mm-hmm. has to come back be- to, to keep that love triangle. Have, the whole fight was about that love triangle. Well, of course, you have Tori. It's Tori, right? It's also in there. So I guess it's not necessarily right. a triangle anymore because there's a, another fourth party. Um, but if Allie comes back, now you've got that dynamic again between, you know, even though Daniel is married he's the, he's clearly kind of had that conversation with Johnny. Right. So again, a four, four, four people. And, and how will that, how will that transpire? So a little bit of parallelism in the, in the storyline there.
0: Oh, what do you think? I,
2: I don't, I don't see there being any conflict with Daniel. And uh, if, if Allie comes back, I, I look to maybe Allie, maybe maybe she reached out to Johnny right so mm-hmm. maybe things aren't so good where she is maybe she's mm-hmm. going through a rough patch and
1: and Johnny's going to get it back
2: <gasps> and i think and i think at the end we see Johnny i mean, that how could it not go it I, mean, I don't to. think we're going to see i don't think we're going to see Allie, <laughs> Allie the home wrecker come in and daniel loses <laughs> all of his car lots you know and his wife walks with half no, I, I, no. I think that's too much reality I, I <laughs> Johnny has to end up with Allie.
1: No, I agree. I don't. I don't see her being a homewrecker type. Um, but you know, there's already some tension in Daniel's marriage that he's managing around the karate. I. I don't. I don't. I think you're right. I don't think it would be that it's going to be a homewrecker thing. But it would add an element of tension there. It's particularly, add an element
0: of tension. Yeah. Particularly
1: sure. if sure. she does get back with Johnny. You know, because then mm-hmm. it's like, ooh. Um, that's just one more thing to add to the pile of conflict well, between them. Well, what
0: they're going to have to do is they're going to have to give a backstory. And, and um, Ralph Macho yes. was talking in an interview, you know, why wasn't Ali in the second movie? And all he could say, and you can, you can look it up, he, he said, uh, when, when the second movie came out, they just wanted Ralph and Pat Morita. Because uh, that's that was they were the they were the main stars of the movie. I don't think that would uh, that wouldn't work now. That worked back in 84, 85, right. whenever the second one was released. Right. But th- they just didn't have any explanation. So I hope well, that there's some but, backstory but truly, here. Where,
2: where was that going to go? She wasn't in karate. She was just the love interest. Every movie has to have a love interest. And sure. where do you take that for the second chapter? Uh, there's right. really nowhere to take it
0: right well you know i i don't know i i think there could have been there could have been opportunities but again it's the karate kid it's a movie he went to okinawa and you know had a new love interest in in the second movie which you know that is a convenient, great movie right it's i convenient. mean yeah. really i
2: don't i, I don't see Allie filling a role other than the dutiful girlfriend on the sideline again I, that, that's no disrespect to Allie at all or, or no. elizabeth no. too but I, again i don't i don't see a role for her in uh the second karate kid at all
0: no, you're There's just being issue. mean now you're just <laughs> yeah well yeah <laughs>
2: And well, it's high school, you know, it,
1: it, I mean, it is, it is high school. They were graduating. Weren't they seniors? They were seniors, point? yeah. You know, they were so the reality yeah. of life is people move on, which is exactly what they've said now in Cobra Kai. But yeah. as adults and life has happened and they're all on these journeys and who, who knows where, I mean, they could take that story all kinds of places. There, there's a lot of freedom for writing.
0: Uh, well, hopefully time. they give, uh, they give some, some good stories there uh, for, for, I guess for what's transpired over the past 35 years. And I'm sure that they will, they won't, they won't leave us hanging there. Um,
1: I I thought it was great when they're looking at her Facebook page and let's see who this loser is that she ended up with. And he's like this gorgeous, like athlete, doctor, like super successful. And they're both just like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's, there's little things like that, these writings, you know, these little little lines that come out that are really, I, I think the best writing, the best lines are definitely Johnny's uh, by far. Oh, he owns he, them. Owns them, yeah. And,
2: and if we're, you know, and, and if we, I know we're moving on from the whole dynamic, but who's to say that Allie just doesn't have with herself unfinished business with Johnny? Sure, sure. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, because I think, I think, think see that I think the last thing that happened between them was she punched him in the face at the country club, right?
0: Yeah, because yeah, he spilled the spaghetti. Uh,
1: mm. no, he kissed no. her. He kissed yeah, her in front of wrong. Ralph oh, or in front right. of that's Daniel right. and Daniel ran and got the spaghetti yeah, all over that's him. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Spaghetti was involved, but it wasn't it wasn't Johnny's spaghetti.
2: It didn't look like particularly good spaghetti at that.
1: No, It was country club spaghetti. <laughs> but conveniently he was wearing all white. So <laughs> Yeah.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And it was a lot of spaghetti.
1: <laughs> it was a it lot was. of spaghetti. It
2: was a lot. <laughs>
0: yeah. What um, what did you guys think about bringing back when they brought back the old Cobra Kai guys and they had the camping trip and they had, you know, the bar fight. You liked it? Yeah.
2: Oh, I, how do you how do you not do that? That's what this is. It's closure. You know, it's it's coming full circle, and you know, and you 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 you've got a little uh, a downtime there when one of the guys dies, and you know his last hurrah. You know, was he went out with his went out with his boots on. I mean, it's he like actually an old story. did
0: just pass away, okay. tragically. Oh. Like he, oh. like he really his, did just die of cancer, of liver cancer. Yeah. Oh
1: no way! So, oh
0: wow! Yeah, there's a there's some, so so what they filmed there, you know, and it's I think of... they knew at the time that he was sick. Uh-huh. I, actually, I actually met him, that guy. Kidding. No, I'll send you guys the picture. So I've got my picture taken with him. He was, he was working in West Virginia at one of the restaurants that, we, that no, I worked at the, the franchise, and, yeah, I met him. I don't know how it came up, but they're like, hey, the Karate Kid guy's here, and I was like, who, what? And <laughs> Which she, one? No, no. They're like, <laughs> you know, the one who says, put him in a body bag. <laughs> i got to meet him. So I met him, I talked with him, and got my That's picture funny. taken with him. I wonder but how yeah, often that happened to him.
1: I bet a lot. Yeah probably because because his
0: line is one of the most iconic yeah you know but sadly and uh he did did pass away but anyway chris you were saying the whole thing comes full circle right
2: full circle i thought it was a great scene i thought it was great they went out uh again just a boy's trip it's got kind of getting the old band back together i mean it's it's what we all want to do joey is guys you know we want to get together back with our friends and you know we've all we've been raising families we're caught up in career what who wouldn't relish a weekend just to, to go do something. And to me, yeah. so that, that resonated mm-hmm. with me and you go and you drink some beer, you get drinks some beers, getting get the a fist fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You talk know, with your crap. karate buddies. <laughs> yeah. Talk a bunch of crap. I mean, go camp out. Yeah. If you're going to go out, mm-hmm. uh, that was, that was a hell of a way to go out. And again, right. like I said, with your boots on, I,
1: you I think, agree. Lisa? I agree. I with everything that Chris said, and I would add to it that it served a a, a bigger purpose in the grander storyline of season two with the element of John Creese. So I, you know, here, Johnny, who's believing in second chances, um, you know, finally finds a soft spot for Creese because he meant something to him. He was significant and again, filled a void in this young person's life, which we now understand. And he wants him to be, the person he thought he was, you know, he's, Mm -hmm, he's realized he wasn't, you know, he believed in him, you know, it's that, that sort of coming of age thing with, with any, with real parents too, you know, when you, you realize your parents are human, you know, and, and unfortunately for him, what he realized about John Kreese was that he was not a good guy, you know, and he's struggling,
0: he's struggling with
1: with that. That's okay. He's struggling with that conflict in himself and that moment. You know, he's just let his guard down and said, okay, you know, he felt sorry for him because he saw him, you know, basically homeless and realized he'd had a tough life and, and he wants to believe in the good and he's, he's getting a second chance. He wants to give him a second chance. So come Mm. join my club. And he gives him authority over it. And so here he is now with his buddies and he tells them, hey, this is what I'm doing. And they all look at him like he's crazy. What are you crazy? This guy's. And so it's it serves the purpose of reminding him in the middle of that inner conflict that, hey, he's not he's not a good guy. He's not a good dude. He didn't really do good stuff for us. He kind of messed us all up. Yeah. And so it, it solidifies that to him wow, the guy is behind his back screwing up all his kids, you know? <laughs> so that, that little leave of absence adds to the story of, of, of really solidifying him as the villain.
0: I think it does a good job, this, this series so far in season one and season two, um, of bridging a generation gap.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: of what we had a really great experience with back in the 80s, and they've done a, a, just a fantastic job of of just bridging those two of today's generation and and our generation, so that we can all share in something fun. Now, that being said, I do not think that this is a kid friendly mm-hmm. series,
1: right? It, and it's young young adult, but not kids. young adult. I like yeah. the yeah. you
0: know thirteen, yeah. fourteen, maybe maybe a little, you know. I I agree. Yeah, go ahead.
2: I, I would. Chris. I would have let my 13 or 14 year old watch it bearingly. I mean, I probably would have been a little embarrassed sometimes, but if one thing I've learned by the time they're 13 <laughs> and 14, they yeah. know these words.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. the words They're the using word, them. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know. I know. Um, I was, I was just, as I was <clears throat> watching it, I thought, boy, could they have done this to where they could have included a younger generation without it. But, you're getting the you're getting the raw johnny you know you're getting the raw uh, and, and these and,
2: are high school kids that yeah they, yeah. they talk like that you know that yeah. this is i know these yeah. aren't elementary school kids yeah. and we've had that conversation joey you know
1: and i think it <laughs> yes I, we I, have. I think that johnny's character would not have the same impact without those phrases that he utters you know like he, sure. yeah know. it's it's colorful But it adds to adds to
2: his (laughs) it adds to his level of of almost blissful ignorance of where the world (laughs) is
1: today. Yes. You Uh know, it's just
2: willful, blissful ignorance of the world. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. you just still the abrasive screw you, man. You know, he's
1: totally not politically correct, you know. No,
2: just I mean,
0: yeah but that's what i think this world needs right now
2: zero zero to a hundred miles an hour in a breath you know what are you Mm -hmm. looking at that
0: kind of guy Mm -hmm. i like i liked it because i think he's not afraid to hurt anybody's feelings yeah you know and and there's not a lot of that out right now
1: no no and (laughs) and it's but it's that's part of i think the lesson you know, of that, that little softer lesson of Cobra Kai, where there's still an edge of, you know, not, it's not easy. We're not, we're not, we're not, we work hard. We're, we're, we're still tough guys or, wi- or women. Now I like, they include women in in both mm-hmm. sides of yep. the karate and yep. in this episode, which I failed to mention earlier. Um, you know, we, we are tough people, but being tough doesn't mean you have to be, um, bullies you know yeah. for one thing which is what they're trying to draw that line and i think that's a good lesson too for today you know what is the difference you know where it's, it's a, it can be a fine line between being tough being uh, standing up for yourself but also um not not in a way that you are um hurting the word other you're people. looking
2: for is badass <laughs> that's what you're looking for <laughs> Cobra it Kai totally
1: was bad. on the tip of my tongue, and I given know, our Joey, conversation, Joey's over, Joey's I was cringy. really searching. I, no, you, you see how good no. I was, though. I didn't say I, it.
2: I just, but that's. I'm gonna that's leave the part it in. I I'm not. I'm gonna leave I, you it don't in. have to say it, Lisa. Uh, I, I think that's, it that's underscores the, play, the whole point so of the
1: conversation. <laughs> It you know, underscores you can be, it. It absolutely does. You can,
2: you can be badass without being dirty, without being yes. a bully. Yes,
1: that's uh, it. Without being yeah.
2: maniacal, you know, yes. but you can be tough. You don't have to take crap off people. You stand right. up for yourself. And if you mess right. with me, I'll just kick you in the face, and I'm going to go on about my day. You don't mess mm-hmm. with me.
0: Right. Yeah. That's why I knew you'd be great for this episode, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Joey. Thanks, <laughs> I'll, Joey. i punch don't you in your face. give me a cup face. of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nice shirt (laughs) before we close what do you want to see in season three
2: go ahead lisa ladies first
1: well, speaking of ladies, let's see Allie. Let's see a little bit of Allie. I'm curious yeah. where they'll take her, what 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 mm-hmm. kind of role they would put her in, you know, and what would it be a guest appearance? Would it be a permanent role? You know, I'm curious about that. I want to see Miguel. I want to see Miguel come back and and fulfill, you know, what was kind of left off there. How will his return affect both uh, his relationship with Sam and Robbie's relationship with Sam? And yeah. I want to I do kind of want to see uh Daniel and Johnny get together and you know really really fight the true enemy, which is John Crease.
2: Need to see Ali back down in Southern California. Um, what?
0: It froze on me again, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, this crashes again." <laughs> Go Did hurry! It crashes, I'm out of here.
2: Dude. <laughs> <I know. laughs> One, two, three, four. Um, we need to see ally back in Southern California. Uh, you know, maybe there's trouble in paradise. Maybe she has to come down and care for a a sick family member for an extended amount of time. But there needs to be some closure between she and Johnny. Uh, Maybe things work out. Uh, Maybe they don't. But again, it'd be a a great dynamic. I'd like to see Miguel come back. Um, You know, I'm sure he'll be okay. And he'll have a a long road to hoe training and and recovering from his injuries. And, you know, I obviously want to see Johnny be a good dad. Um, I want to see him forge a relationship with his son because there's that, there's that moment in the one episode where he says he was late, either he had been drinking, massive hangover, was late to the, to the delivery room. And he just never
0: regrets that.
2: And he regrets that. So that's a hole that's been burning in him for Mm -hmm. these, these long years. And, and I think we need to see the closure there. We need to see that relationship come together so that he can be the mentor and the teacher for his you know, his teenage son, in addition to uh, his, his karate students. But I, that, that would be important for me to see. Yeah. Didn't he grow up a little bit?
1: Go ahead. In that scene when he was sharing that regret, wasn't his exact, wasn't the last thing he said, I gave up on my son even before he was born. Wasn't that there yeah. something to yeah. that effect, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and w- mm-hmm. when you stepped away for a minute, Joey, I was saying to Chris, you know, a little bit of a sidebar here, but that last scene in season two uh, speaking of, of, Johnny being the good dad you know he starts off the day dropping his son off at school getting him some pencils asking if he needs a trapper keeper and um, at the end of the day everybody's so concerned about Miguel I'm like where's Robbie his own father isn't even texting him he's not nobody's looking for Robbie who was in this pretty big brawl and was kind of hurt too so you know where they kind of left it as a mystery Robbie just kind of disappeared at the end of that that uh, last episode and um so i'll be curious to see how that plays out because he was just trying to you know kind of it, it embrace that role robbie was letting down the wall to let him mm-hmm. and um and yet at the end of the day he had forgotten all about his own son he was more concerned about miguel um yeah. so i'll be curious to see where they where that goes
0: yeah I think I would echo pretty much both of what you all have said. I think the only piece I want to add on is I'd like to see, uh, Johnny and Daniel come together. Um, and I'd like to see him go to Okinawa and ah. I, I would like to see more of, um, more of what Daniel learned and kind of passing that on. So anyway, I think we're going to get to see a uh, a lot, you know, obviously there's season three coming out and, uh, we'll review that. But before, uh, actually chris is taking us outside (laughs) let me wrap the show up chris you just keep going guys thanks for listening thanks for downloading thanks for subscribing my name is joey police joining me tonight again chris alford lisa wins both of you thank you very much for the time as we reviewed cobra guy season one season two if you haven't watched it highly recommend it guys we will be back next week uh with another podcast from the Topic of choice thanks so much
1: thanks joey thanks
2: joey